Bro, I haven't uploaded a single Pokemon in an entire calendar month. Actually, a month and two days. I have ideas. I'm a lazy fucking piece of shit. Uh, I blame work. I blame whatever. Um, I should blame this Golden State game for distracting me right now. This motherfucker is over with. Uh, R.P. Luca. Um, I've had a lot of nostalgia uh, in the past couple of hours. Um, watching, I don't know what. Oh yeah, I was. I've been watching these epic crack battles of history. I know if you were on the internet back in the early 2010s, you heard of those. Um, and the one I always liked quite a lot uh, for different reasons was the Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley one. Because if you ask people of certain generations and certain colors, um, the GOAT performer is a couple of different people. If you ask a black person, generally speaking, it's Michael Jackson. If you ask a really old one, like, older, my grandma was like 70, and I think she would probably maybe argue for some different other people than Michael. Probably would still go with Michael, but like probably could 10 other different people. But if you had to be like about 80-ish, maybe 90-ish, you might go like a James Brown. You might go with, uh, I mean, Chuck Baird would be like around the, the sphere of uh, comprehension at that point. But um, point being, just who you probably go with. And if you were white, I think it's pretty easy to expressly. Um, I mean, he was essentially <laughs> the, the white people's Michael Jackson, um, for better or for worse. And in that, it just made me think, like, who is the the figure that we'll tell our kids about? And, again, I mean, for better or for worse, that's Kanye West. I mean, pretty much almost exclusive of color, I think. The figure who's dominated music the public eye in a comparable way for the past, you know, for the longevity, close to longevity, I think, that, that Michael gave was Kanye. I mean, he's been going since about 04, has been a superstar. Well, he's been a superstar since about 04, um, going from, you know, since about the late 90s. Um, I think he's, I mean, I think he's a great, I really think he is a great. But it's just, it's hard because I, I don't know if it's nostalgia or, I mean, we, me, you, whoever's listening to this, are living in the after effects, the, the afterglow, the nostalgia-laden um, afterthought uh, about a lot of legends. Um, John Lennon, the Beatles' entirety, um, you know, I don't know, Bruce, Spring, Bruce Spring, Springsteen? Uh James Brown, Prince, all these people like are, you know, gone or in their heyday for the most part. Um, and it's harder. It's always going to be hard and damn near impossible to to compare people who are still alive and still with the midst of their career to people who have passed away. For better or for worse, again, it's just hard. Like Drake will probably go down as the hip hop artist who had the longest commercial success. And I would probably contend that many people do not enjoy Drake's music in a um, in a uh, I don't want to say critical sense because that means I'm giving like a lot of power to uh, critics there, but just in a way of like really thinking about the quality of the music, it's just really by they have fun listening to it, and it's really been limited to a few different songs uh, from his albums. I mean, if you if you had Michael Jackson dropping 25 song albums in his prime or 
what should be about his crime. That motherfucker would have had 25 thrillers. He dropped 10 song joints that did 100 times more sales than Drake albums. Um, yeah, Drake albums are now an atrocity that are like a fucking entire full-length movie length um, in themselves, but I'm not here to hate on Drake. I'm just saying like that, that'd be the person that a lot of people reference as, you know, someone who's commercially doing fantastically, but probably won't be appreciated that much in the grand scheme um, of things until he's long retired. Um, so I get to the premise of this, this, this uh, episode right here. What I'm looking to do with this right here is just spitball off the top of my head who I think, I'm not going to look up names, I may look up names at some point in this, who I think is going to be at least in the stratosphere of MJ. And the stratosphere of MJ is like like the, the Beatles, Elvis Presley, um, James Brown, I mean, Prince, like, it's it's very select few people. I mean, it's Bruce. I said Bruce. Um, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I'm showing my lack of, of uh, rock knowledge. I mean, you could go like for like the the, the you your I guess what we call you like your dad uh, rock bands of Metallica, ACDC, blah blah. blah. Um, Rolling Stones probably a good one to mention. Um, the problem with comparing rock acts to the solo gigantic figures is that i mean often more often than not the rock bands remembered as a band even if they have a front man is amazing if you have a johnny rotten okay but you still remembers the sex pistols right um it's just kind of how it goes i mean i don't i don't know it's it's tough to to separate that um it, it became more popular i think to try to do that um like John Lennon, you know, he's, I, I really want to say that. I don't know. I just say it's just, it's just part of being a band. You have to kind of give and take uh, when it comes to credit. But if you are an MJ, if you are a Prince, if you are Taylor Swift or whoever, Adele, you're one person. Even though you may have an entire machine behind you, you're still one person in the day. Here's the names. I don't know if you can hear me. But uh, here's the names I'm going to roll with. And I'm going to just spitball them out. No, no ranking, but just spitball them out. Okay, I'm going to go with Prince. Not Prince. Um, Drake. Adele. Taylor. Kanye. And this is me really having to open up because I don't, I don't listen to this music. But... Um, Buddy that always does crazy numbers on country. What's his name? Uh, best selling country artist. I'm not, I, I don't, it's not a, I think about the, um, that Riley Green dude. And I, that's not what I'm thinking about, I want to think about. Um, Garth Brooks. Yeah. Garth Brooks is, uh, he's going to probably, I mean, that dude, he does crazy numbers when he drops anything, bro. Um, I mean, anything. I'm not going to go too deep into country because I just don't think country, while country does have like humongous success and I think people should appreciate that more than they do. It's just, it's just tough. People just don't, <laughs> people just don't like give country artists that type of props. Like you look at, this is me looking at the top 
country artists of all time, they just did not get like critical love like that or adoration. Like George Strait, one of the most adorned artists ever. Okay, there you go. Tanaya Twain, up there. Okay. Kenny Rogers, up there. Okay. Alabama. Have you ever heard that band ever mentioned? Amongst like the greats. Alan Jackson. No. Reba McIntyre. Niche. Niche. -er. Niche. Niche. How do niche? Willie Nelson. I think he's being remembered more now for the wrong things. Uh, Linda Ronstadt. Okay. I've heard the name a couple times amongst, you know, those. Um, but really, I mean, they just don't get the same level of, of, of critical love like that. Um, the public eye doesn't look at country artists like that. Plus, I just don't listen to that much country. So I'm going gonna, gonna to refrain from listening to too much country shit. But Taylor Swift, who I, has not been a country artist for, I think, a decade at this point, um, she's going to have insane sales. She's really an entire catalog, which is doubling pretty much the sales she makes. Uh, she's an, ad, uh, an adoring figure in the streams genre as well. So that helps a lot, obviously. Um, she's, she's one of the best physical selling out artists I can think of. I mean, other than Adele, she's pretty much the best one I can think of in terms of not country. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's just, she's a total package and she's still got like, I think she's like maybe mid thirties, maybe she can still have like actually good albums that don't sound like it came from a legacy act. She has enough youth in her to do that. So she's got um, the sales. She's going to have, when she does become a legacy act, she's going to have that going forward. Uh, a la, uh, who's, a, who's a good comparison by Taylor Swift? I mean, she's not like songwriting-wise that gifted. Um, just, I, would, I mean, more than anything, she just doesn't do it very much. I mean, um, she's crafted by kind of her producers uh, more than anything, I feel like. I mean, she's a really good and interesting singer. I mean, really good, I don't know. She's an interesting singer. Uh, I don't really know what to call her as far as really good. I think she's a good singer. Uh, she's a product of really good hits. Um, she produces good hits. So, I mean, I don't know who to compare her to, like who's somebody that's been kind of crafted by almost not really the industry, I guess, really the interesting industry. Uh, just really a, kind of a, a talented artist that is a vessel for different sounds the industry kind of wants to, you know, kind of mess with, you know, Matt Martin, um, Jack Antonoff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Adele, just the, the best, uh, physical selling artist alive, um, in, you know, the last 20 years or so, um, just, I mean, classics, I mean, even, like, her not going platinum first week is, like, a fucking atrocity, like, people was, was, were thinking that her last album would go platinum last week, or, or the first week, um, the one that came out recently, and because it didn't, she's was she failed. <laughs> Adele for I think it went like was it was it was it eight hundred thousand on that last one? Let's see. Um This is the recent one, right? At thirty? Let's see. Okay. Here, um let me see our first week. Okay. Her album's the only one to sell a million copies. Wait, what? I think that's I think that's physical copies. I'm looking at a Billboard article. Um, did 1.4 million sold in 2021. Um, holy goodness. 
Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find her first week. Bro. It is 692,000 this first week. Because they came out the last week. No, the last. Okay, we came out in November. Never mind. Um, I came out the last week of 2021. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, she had the only album that sold a million in 2021. Wow. Holy shit, dude. Here's a sobering. Here's a here's a sobering um uh little test here. The sales for thirty reflect the collapse of album sales industry right over the last decade. Adele was the only artist to exceed one million copies last year. Thirty, her fourth studio album, sold twice as many copies as any other despite his mid-November debut. Came out the eleventh some shit like that. When Adele released twenty one in two thousand eleven, at least ten albums sold more than one million copies. I think of this like physical copies. Um I think streams can approximate so many copies, but I'm thinking they're just straight up counting like physical sales. The list included Lady Gaga, Michael Bublé, and Lil Wayne. Michael Bublé. Over the past few years, a number of artists who sell their albums in volume, like I said, it's doing all the two, Adele and Taylor Swift. They are the only musicians to sell more than one album in the U.S. since 2018. Sales for Swift as for Adele appealed to her peak in the first half of the 2010s. Dude, it's just streams like fucking pale comparison. If you like sell an album, you're doing way better than anybody else, bro. Um, I don't know if this, is this just 2021? Uh, album sales, she was number one. She had a 1.1 million. Taylor had 75.6 album sales. Um, so yeah, I mean, that fucking crazy, obviously. Uh, number three, Juice WRLD at 425.7. So th- I think that's what goes into the stream because Juice WRLD fans don't have money. Uh, I'm sorry, they don't. Um... Well, actually, Juice World finished 27th in, in Spotify streams. Let's see. Justin Biebs, 374. He had 374 million streams and 137 points. I'm not looking at this shit. Anyway, I, I, I'm looking at all that to say that um, it's going to be fucking impossible if people have like the commercial success that would put you in that stratosphere going forward. Uh, I mean, Kanye... I mean, doesn't do platinum anymore. <laughs> like, Kanye doesn't do platinum anymore. Drake shit dies in the second week. Almost every fucking album he drops nowadays. Uh, I mean, that that's crazy, dude. I mean, and then most of your guys that do numbers, people don't like. Like, uh, you know, Ed Sheeran. You know, people like that. Bad, like, Bad Bunny is... A, a, not, he's, a, he's like, he's niche in terms of how we can perceive him. But he's like fucking half the planet. Because half the planet, like, I think like 90% of the not 90%, like half, 60% of the planet, like, speaks Spanish. Like, most of the fucking world. Um, I think. I know English is like the most, like, pervasive uh, language. But as far as people who speak Spanish, I think they outnumber people who speak English. I may be wrong about that, but who gives a shit? Uh, it, it's almost contradictory what I just said, but fuck it. We'll just move past it. Uh, but it's just, it's not like commercially beloved artists who are selling shit, right? Like Jack Harlow selling shit. Um, you know, I mean, Lil Nas S, he did, he did pretty well for himself critically, but you know, uh, Morgan Wallen, who listens to country? Billie Eilish. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, Rod. Eh. Uh, <laughs> she's just like, she's a bunch of honey, you know? Uh, Nat King Cole, who was 16th, Nat King Cole, who passed away like 50, 60 years ago. 
And then Mariah Carey, who also just like does like con- uh, Christmas shit. I mean, look at this shit. Do you have like people who don't make music? Pentatonics. I think their biggest song is pretty much a, a Christmas. Uh, their biggest albums, I think, are Christmas album. These are people who like don't put out music. Beatles, number nine. Bing Crosby, number eight. I think he also one of his biggest songs is also country. People can't fucking sell an album anymore, bro. I don't know what to say. You can get the streams all you want, but you can't sell a fucking album. Um, so, yeah, I, I went through Taylor and O-Rod pretty thoroughly. Drake, I think it's pretty obvious. He's going to just put out albums that are pretty much critic, not critic, commercial bait. Um, I'm going to try to have a single that appeals to non-domestic audience, more than likely people who are of the uh, Afrocentric variety. Uh, we'll have people that uh, we'll have a couple songs that may even speak to uh, Hispanic speaking audience. I think that's kind of what he did on the last one at some point. Um, he's just going to whore out, for lack of a better word, his project for sales. And that's what he's going to do for probably perpetuity until he stops making music, which I don't know. Um, but for the shit that was good and also sailed, he deserves his respect for that. The shit from before 2000 and views, um, he deserves his respect for that. Kanye West, again, I don't think there needs to be much description of that. I would honestly say that Kanye, the, the figure, is probably going to be closer to Michael Jackson than Kanye the artist because I feel like a lot of the wins out of Kanye's sales in terms of making music, we've had substantially more canceled projects uh, than ones that have released uh in the past few years or so and unfortunately a lot goes into ones that are being canceled so it's not like you can just flip a switch and turn into something else and he doesn't recycle a lot of the songs that end up being shafted by the way like if you go and look at some of those yanni songs almost none of those motherfuckers made it any other piece of work from kanye's discography or whatever the fuck you want to say so something to keep in mind there um it's tough dude i mean it's t- kanye if he gave like probably another two Albums that are like really good, I think he would have been right there. I mean, he dropped MBTF, perfect, Jesus, not groundbreaking per se, but you know, crafted so many different sounds together that are not traditionally hip hop um, adjacent and amazing. And Life of Pablo, I think that would have been a good Mulligan album for him. Like, that would have been a good seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten. That if you, you know, didn't have the Kanye-isms that we now really are experiencing ad nauseum, um, that would have been a really good album. I think a lot of people think of it like that. It just needed to be crafted a little bit differently. Jesus King fucked it up. Jesus King was bad. That shit should not have came out. Um, it didn't help it. Like, he was doing all, like, the self-produced joints from the other artists and those shits outside of Daytona, I think, origin came to win, in my opinion. I mean, some people say, like, Days of Date, Kitsy Ghost, I'm not really a big fan of that album. Um, the Nas album wasn't good. I never listened to the Tiana one, but um, Kitsy Ghost fucked it up for him. And then the problem is that we still get these grand rollouts for music that's not like matching the rollout. Like we're in the listening party, and then you get Donda 1, which was like listen party. Uh, well, Donda listening party 1, which leaked and did numbers, and that shit... Had a lot of people just move on because that was there for like a month until we got Donna Listen Party 2. And then we got the album of the third one. And it's just that whole fucking awful rollout, the whole Kanye experience nowadays. It really fucking killed the perception of him as a musical artist. Um, and then Donda 1 being fucking 25 songs long. Like it's 
actually, I would contend maybe a better piece of work than Life of Pablo if you compare like the highs. Maybe. Um, again, maybe. That's a really big maybe. Um, but really big one. But but the point being, it's like roughly in the same tier quality wise. The problem is just it just the fucking stink of the Kanye experience, and that's gonna kill him going forward with his musical endeavors. Um he's not really a single artist anymore. He doesn't really put out singles, he doesn't do like natural promo, so his sales are not gonna really do much of much, as you've seen in the past few ones. Um, I can't really think of anybody else on top. I mean, I could see Weekend, you know, going another good 10 years in this shit. Um, is that enough to really, I, I, critically, people like After Hours? I, I read a listen to Dawn FM. It seems like people really thought that was pretty good, too. Um, the sales are there. I mean, that if I was thinking about a wild card, you know, that could maybe find himself in that, that you know, type of discussion and quote-unquote R&B, which uh, R&B slash pop, great. I, it'd probably be him, I I, I think. I, I he's, He still does numbers. He's still, he's good at marketing himself. He's got, I think, another good few years of being, like, considered attractive to, to youth, uh, which, for whatever it's worth, I think being attractive to, to, to the young audience in terms make you more attractive to older people. Because older people say, hey, this fucking teeny bop. And this isn't all old people, but it's it's some. It's, it's you know, at, uh, at some, I mean, what's considered cool generally comes from the, the young people. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do numbers, but MJ got hot with younger people and older people. But younger people. And the younger people continue staying alive, but older people, you know, became old and, you know, what happens with old people. Um, and MJ became older. So he's still had the younger people that are now older people as still fans. You need younger people in your corner. You're going to make uh, numbers happen for a long term. Prince was attractive to everybody. Prince was the fucking most attractive 5'2 dude in the 80s. Um, Weekend, I think he's still considered attractive to a lot of people. A lot of women. A lot of guys. Um, like attractive, musically speaking, a lot of guys, I guess. Um, I, I would think as far as the appearance and the personality, he'd be the more... more engaging uh of some of the options i listed um and he seems like he's less aged as an artist than drake i feel like drake is in like this almost like cycle at this point with, with his career and i feel like weekend still some he really rejuvenate i think the general appearance of himself uh with with the after hours after hours did a lot for his um perspective because he really was just like fucking like the uh I want to say the the, the male Lonnie Ray because it's an easy option to pick. So I'm going to say that the male Lonnie Ray. He's basically out here bopping on a few features, getting some numbers in that way, and not really making any consequence for a couple of years there. Uh, but he's back, you know, at least as a kind of interesting artist and not just a motherfucker making numbers. Um, I don't really have anything else. I don't have anybody else. You know, those are my those are my names I'm interested in. Um, as far as the younger artists, I really don't. There's none of these guys really have longevity. Uh, I think Billy has she has industry backing. Uh, her brother is very talented as a producer, which has been helped her a lot. Uh, he can drop different different sounds. Uh, 
good at doing what he does. He knows her very well, obviously. Um, industry keeps her alive, you know, quite a bit. Uh, so she, she has a chance, you know. I think she has a chance. Overall, it's hard to gauge. You need, to get, I think, you really need that third album to really know who you're going to be. Because the second album for Billy was like, okay, this is her counterpunch. She's mature. She's trying to show her maturation. Blah blah blah. So what's the third? What's the third album looks like? What, what what are you now? You went from edgy to solemn and body positivity and blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you're showing the titties off now. Blah blah. blah. Um, then you switch it up. You basically put everything that you did before on his head for this second album. So how, what's the third album? What what's what's like that third the third, third album? The second album is the counterpunch. The third album is the finisher. That's how you got to show motherfuckers you got that shit, you know. So you gotta, I mean, you gotta come with that. I mean, Drake, Drake had um, so far gone was a tape, but so far gone. Thank me later, and then take care of would be the third project. I'll talk my head. That's how it goes. So far gone. Thank me later, and, and take care. Kanye, the basically pretty much extension of each other. College dropout and late registration, and then graduation does a milli first week just about. That third album means a lot, dude. That third album means a ton, bro. You gotta have. I don't know what Billy got for that. Billy, I mean, O'Rod doesn't have the second album yet, so I mean, you gotta see what's up with that. Um, that has yourself for Beebs. Beebs had his opportunity maybe at some point, but just did not age well. I felt at a certain period of time, and he's still one of the probably 15, 20 biggest artists on the planet. But Beebs had a chance to be like God tier, and it just didn't work out. Um, Someone like Kendall Roy and Post Malone, I don't want to consider those people. I mean, that's those even artists to me. Those are just fucking like literally you got an industry plant, take the damn seeds, rip the seeds, sow them all across the world, and then just have a bushel of industry seeds. That's Post Malone. And Killer Roy is like Juice World plus Post Malone, so it's even worse. Uh I mean like pop juice world, not like rap juice world. Just horrible artists to listen to. Um Stay, stay, stay. Anyway, um, that's it for me. Hope you enjoyed this. Hopefully, I'm putting more of these shits out soon. Hopefully, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but we'll see. Peace.